Hey, what's going on, everybody? Andrew back here with another episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. Today, we're talking about should you track your finances with a app on your phone, on your computer? Like, do you need an app to budget and track your finances? Got the answers to that, pros and cons, my answer, my take coming up on this episode. But before we do that and dive in too far, I want to let you guys know that there are some great videos being posted on YouTube every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for myself. If you want to check them out, they're all about investing teaching you guys how to invest and grow in the stock world, real estate world, crypto world. If that sounds like your jam, check it out. It is at www.youtube.com slash at Andrew.Ferguson. Go check them out. Leave a couple comments, leave a like, say what you think, what you like, don't like. And uh, yeah, check it out. Lots of resources for you there. But let's talk about today's topic, tracking finances with a budgeting app. Is it necessary? What are the kind of pros and cons for it? And again, this is just going to be one of those things that I've, I've, I've actually done this quite a bit in the past, and I'll tell you where I'm at with it today as we go through this episode, but there's there's a lot of different kind of thought processes around this, and we'll just we'll just get into this and just kind of share the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess, on, on this episode, because just it's, it's an interesting kind of idea. And as I kind of readjust my mic here, we'll talk about this and go through it. So with your finances, it's it's generally accepted that it's good practice to understand where your dollars are going. And there's, I mean, there's some people that are going to say, yeah, you should check every single dollar and cent. There's some people that should say, yeah, I'm not really going to do that. But I think generally, if you look at someone who is by your definition, like you think they're rich, I would think they're going to track their money in some, in some form. And obviously like when you get to a certain amount of money, if you're like a billionaire, you're going to have other people doing it for you or a millionaire, have other people tracking it for you all in all of you, like an accountant or a bookkeeper, and you can pay to have that service done. But as for the average person, like for you, myself, like there's, there's ways you can do it yourself. And there's a lot of apps out there that can help you with this and make it easier, I guess, to kind of keep an eye of where your money is. So if you are a person who is very kind of numbers driven, wants to see the data in real time, yeah, it's probably a good idea to track your money in, in some kind of shape or form. Is it a good idea to have an app on your phone to do it? And some of these things are super powerful. Like you guys have seen the Mint app. In Canada, probably you've heard about that. In the States, personal capital is a good one. Uh, Honeydew, Pocket Guard, Fudget, just a couple other ones kind of thrown out there. These kind of all offer similar kind of services to, to the user, like to the end user to yourself. Is It's it's a way to kind of get a, a holistic kind of top-down view of where your money's going beyond what like your banking app or your bank account says. Like we all have access to an online bank account now, or the majority of us do. If you listen to this, you probably do, right? You can log into your bank account. You can see your money going in, you can see your money going out, but what we want to have, or the idea is that we want to understand where all this kind of these transactions piece together. And usually you track it on a month to month basis. That's the easiest way to do it. You can do it annually, but it's, it's nicer. I think in my opinion, to break it down and track things, just, you don't understand month to month, where's the money going, where's it flowing? And then you can do checks at the end of each month to see if that's, if that's right or wrong, you can adjust things as you go. If you don't have a budget at all, it's very hard obviously to keep track of where things are going, you can just do a quick check on your bank statements, but you have to add everything up by hand and you have to just kind of play with it. Just, it takes more time if you don't have it kind of nailed down to where things are. It's not difficult to do. Okay. For myself, I'm a spreadsheet guy. I'm not, a, I'm not a, an app person for this. And let me tell you why I've had the mint app for a while and I found it was very useful. You can link all your bank accounts inside to it. So you can link your checking account, savings account, whatever different accounts you have. Uh, for myself, I found it was an extra burden 
to then go in and kind of update every single transaction and tag it with like a, you have to tag some certain things like this is always going to be like a grocery purchase, or this was a home improvement purchase, or this goes to transportation. So I had to actually go in and kind of tag these things. And just the extra level of work for me wasn't totally worth it. When I have a very simple spreadsheet in Excel on my computer that I would rather use. So I'll say this, I'm also sitting at a desk for work most days. Whereas if you're out in the field somewhere, or you're kind of out on the go, maybe it's more conducive to have an actual app on your phone to make sure you're hitting your targets versus having myself in my situation, being at a desk where I can just pop open a quick Excel spreadsheet and it's there, our Google spreadsheet, and it's there and I can see it and I can go from there. So that for me is one of the reasons why I didn't like the Mint app. I also didn't like the actual kind of updating it and the time it took. I'm a big return on time person. So if something takes me a long time or extra time to implement, I see that as wasted time to myself because I can go do something else that I really value and really enjoy versus doing that. And like, I like numbers and I like tracking finance. And I, I like this stuff, but it's still not a top priority for me to go and do that and spend that extra time doing that. I'd rather do other stuff. I'd rather go figure out a way to make money or go spend time with my family or go take an hour and learn something actually that's valuable or to make content for, for a podcast or for a YouTube video. That That's his higher value tasks than actually like, coding and entering things in, in this app, make sure it's working. So for me, it didn't align with my value system, but for you in your situation, it may, and I'm not trying to say that they're wrong or they're bad, but just for me, it's not my preferred way to do it. My preferred way to do it is to have a spreadsheet. And I update that spreadsheet a couple of times a year. Just if something changes, if I get locked down my, my home insurance a little bit, if I have an extra cost here or there, I'll kind of play with the numbers in my spreadsheet and make sure that I have a general idea of where I'm going. Like, I'm not this kind of person that is going to track every single transaction to down to the last penny. That's not how I operate. I know I have an X amount of dollars coming in and that's like super defined where this is how much I make every month. And then I have my kind of big expenses. Like I have my uh, home expenses. I have my transportation. I have my food costs. I have kind of the stuff for the dogs. I have any kind of extracurriculars and my subscriptions and all kind of stuff breaking down line by line. And at the bottom, my savings, I just I understand I have, this is my income. These are my expenses and the, the whole point of it. And I think the point of these apps too, is just, is to make sure that you, number one, you're not spending more than you make. And number two, you want to see how much is actually going into savings and to investing every month. Because if you have those numbers and you know, like those key things, like how much is coming in, how much is going out, how much is going to investing. Those are the three metrics you have to understand. And if you have a imbalance there where more money is going to uh, expenses, then it's coming in. Obviously that's a problem. And if you can see that, however, you have to set it up to see that, whether it's in your app or on a spreadsheet, like once you can see that number and you can understand like, this is happening, this is not what you want to have happen. If you're trying to retire early or invest and kind of grow your wealth, you have to spend less than you make and you have to invest a different, or you have to make more anyway, more, more money. So you can see those numbers, you can switch the imbalance. You kind of take action then to kind of understand what you need to change. Okay. And then this is actually where the app is actually really good because if you have all those transactions in your app in one place, it's much easier to go in and actually see them if they're all kind of in there categorized and just kind of filter them by those kind of transaction types, which can take more time on a desktop computer or in your actual online bank account. So there's a pro for the actual budgeting apps that I just, I just for myself, it's not worth it again to go through and do that because I have a pretty good general idea. I've been doing this a long time, like 10, 12 years of where my money's going every month. I understand what's happening. And you, you understand too, like day to day, what are your habits like? Are you eating out a lot? Are you kind of have all the takeout containers in your house? Like you understand that's costing you money and it's costing you money that you could be putting towards other things. So if you understand that, you have a general idea of where this money's going, you can kind of have a, a broader 
idea overall for the month where your cash kind of is flowing to and where it's not where it should be. If you have to make changes, you can do that just by seeing kind of where your habits day to day. That's kind of an approach I adopt. But I also know that I have a buffer every month that if I want to save an X percentage of my of my income, I always have that locked in. But I also want to have like a buffer, maybe 10% that if an unexpected expense does come up, I'll have some extra cash kind of floating around in my accounts to do that. And that's just something that I kind of build into my spreadsheet. I, I You can probably build it into the app. I don't really know. I haven't checked the app in a year or so. So it's a little bit different for me, but a lot of it depends on your kind of situation, your day-to-day kind of work role and how much you kind of value or how fine into the details you want to go. Because I think you can go finer into the details in the apps versus a spreadsheet where you have to input things manually yourself. The app is very good because it links everything. The Mint app, the personal capital, they, they link everything. Every transaction's there and you can kind of see it all in real time. One other thing that I didn't like about the app, the budgeting apps is that it's very kind of complex and hard to manage when you have more than one account. Okay. So like if you're an investor, you, you have different properties. Like for myself, I've got three different bank accounts with CIBC, like with one, one, one bank, I've got a bunch with other banks as well. So I've got multiple accounts and it's very difficult for me to kind of go through and it's, or it's not worth it for me time-wise to go through and set those all up within a budgeting app where I can just look at it on a spreadsheet all together in one that I've built out and built up and kind of added to over the years. So from that perspective, for me, it's much easier to just go ahead and do it the way I've been doing it versus transferring it over and looking at it in a actual budgeting app. So depends on how many bank accounts you have, depends on your kind of day-to-day life, depends how fine-tuned you want to have this down to what kind of dollars and cents, because everybody's different. Everybody has their own preference. Some people just want to know like the average kind of couple hundred dollars here and there. People want to get down to the actual like dollars and cents, like every single 10 cents they're going to track. Good on you. Like that's your prerogative. Go for it. So there's ways to do it with spreadsheets. There's ways to do it with apps. There's also different apps that have different functionalities as well. Like you have to really dig into this stuff and understand which apps are best for you and which ones have kind of certain kind of added features to kind of make it easier. Plus there's ones that are free, ones that are paid and all those other kind of layers to these things that you also have to consider when you're doing this. But if you want to check them out, you can Google best budgeting apps. There's a really good article here on nerd wallet that I'll put in the the show notes for this. That just gives you kind of the best budgeting apps for right now in 2022. You can check those out if you want to, if you want to have a kind of just very basic Excel, Excel spreadsheet, it's not at heart. You can even probably look at the template in Excel and just, Hey, budgeting template. It'll populate a budget template for you. You go in, plug in your numbers that, you know, any kind of bill that you have, plug it in there, make sure you plug in your income and to see what's left over. And if you have to make some changes, you can either change your income, you can change your expenses, or you can change both. And the easiest one to do is to kind of go and figure out a way to make more money. It's really hard to kind of shave off expenses. You guys probably heard me talking about that before. Like it's always easier to go and find ways to bring in new streams of income where your kind of expenses uh, slashing is capped at the basic kind of functionality we need to live our day-to-day life. Everybody has a cost to live and it's, you can't go beyond that really, unless you like really start sacrificing some stuff. So I uh, just want to kind of share that with you guys today. And if you guys, again, if you want to check those links out there in the description for the show notes and all that good content that I talked about earlier in the episode, learning how to invest, learning how kind of the economy works, financial kind of incentives, and just our financial position right now in the world where we fit in, check it out on YouTube, www.youtube.com slash at Andrew.Ferguson. And I will catch you guys on the next episode.